Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, I'm going to focus on Chinese medicine today and bring to you an article called Three Body Hacks for Spring from the Yellow Emperor himself. Hey guys, go check out the events page on my website following the link below. Um, all the workshops, which are totally free and really going to be geared towards more beginning feng shui. Um, in May is the eight sectors. June, July, August, and September, we'll all be looking at forms. Forms for your external feng shui, forms for setting up a bedroom, forms for your kitchen, and forms for your office. So it'll be super easy and a really easy, good place to start with feng shui. Uh, and if you want to know how to time your feng shui, go check out the Feng Shui Club features, which is the paid monthly subscription. Description. You have access to weekly calls and all the jazz and um, the recordings will be available for subscribers. So you'll be able to go back if you can't join live. So anyway, I love you. Go check it out. So whenever I'm inspired by a, another um, person or if I use their content, I like to give credit where credit's due. And so this is really from Gail's, a, a post that Gail Smith put up. So Gail Smith is a fellow feng shui practitioner who is way more experienced and probably way more intelligent than I will probably ever be because she's so well read, so smart and um, very experienced. She also teaches classes um, from the teachings of Master Joseph Yu and the Feng Shui Research Center. So if you are looking at like really learning classical feng shui and just everything behind it, um, I would highly suggest you contact Gail Smith. Um, so she's again, just an amazing person. And so this article here, she put up just the, today actually, and I saw it and I was like, yeah, I'm doing that for my podcast from hyperionherbs.com. And today we're focusing more on the Chinese medicine side of things and staying healthy this spring. So here I bring you an article called Three Body Hacks from the Yellow Emperor himself. And I'll link this website too. Um, I highly suggest you check it out because I also see they have a podcast all about herbs. They have articles all about herbs. So if you're into herbs and Chinese medicine, I highly suggest you check this out. So it kind of just states here that what this article does is it kind of just brings you the text and then it'll interpret it a little bit. So um, here it says it also wants to help you understand the difference between preventing and maintaining health versus relieving unpleasant symptoms in which the body has already reached a pathological state. And so I kind of addressed this a little bit when I talked about the flow of chi uh, within foods and herbs that we're eating. But um, basically, when a Chinese practitioner of medicine um, believes that if you're already having um, symptoms, or sorry, practitioner of Chinese medicine, you don't have to be Chinese to practice, <laughs> but, it, but they believe when you're already having symptoms, that something is off with one of your organs and um, it's already been off. So you have to think of it like this. Um, Chinese medicine is not a fast cure for anything because it's all about repairing and restoring. And if you're having symptoms, you should go, definitely go to a doctor. 
um, because this is something that's really developed over a long period of time. You know, we don't generally get sudden illness, um, especially, you know, anything chronic. It's really because of like lifestyle and, and our choices that we're making. So it says here, in the old days, the sages treated disease by preventing illness before it began, just as good government or emperor is able to take necessary steps to cover, I'm sorry, to avert war. If somebody digs a well only when they're thirsty or forges weapons only after they've become engaged in battle, it doesn't help. It says, one cannot help but ask, aren't these actions too late? And those are a quote from the book of Huang Di. So in the idea of, of prevention in Western culture seems mediocre and as the medical discoveries, because it does not give any immediate relief or um, excitement such as a drug does. So it doesn't cure anything um, unless you take it long term. So although it may take a short period of time to notice a significant improvement in the health with minor lifestyle changes and medication, um, there are massive changes happening, which are more likely to be noticed by those who are in tune with their body. In one coming from an extremely unbalanced lifestyle, they will be less aware of the subtleties which are happening than those who are living in a balanced lifestyle can more immediately identify these changes, especially in mental clarity and physical stamina. Though, thus, with foundational concepts in mind, that these are the top three hacks for your body in the springtime as articulated by the great Huang Di. Number one, early to rise, early to bed. Huang Di said, in the three months of the spring season, bring about revitalization of all things in nature. It is a time of birth. This is when heaven and earth are reborn. And during this season, it's advisable to retire early and also rise early. So go walking in order to absorb fresh invigorative energy. Since this is a season in which universal energy begins anew and rejuvenates, one should attempt to correspond it directly to being open and unsuppressed, both physically and emotionally. And here it says in five elements theory, the spring is the beginning of the life cycle associated with birth and the wood element. It's harmonious union with the season would involve fresh starts, letting go of things that aren't working, remaining positive, and open to receiving better opportunities than ever before. This mindset should be supplemented with daily actions so as to stay connected with the intentions on a physical level. I love that advice. Number two, exercise, dress comfortably, and let it go. On a physical level, it's good to exercise more frequently and wear loose-fitting clothing. This is the time to do stretching exercises to loosen up the tendons and muscles. Emotionally is a good time to develop equanimity. This is because the season of spring is a season of the liver and indulges in anger, frustration, depression, or sadness, or any excess emotion can injure the liver. And that was a quote from, from the book here. Um, the notes here says clothing is something commonly overlooked when, um, which is something that causes a huge difference in the way we feel when we're comfortable and relaxed we breathe more deeply we're able to be more present and give better impressions so tight constrictive clothing can obstruct the flow of chi through the body affecting our emotions mind and stress it states here i once went to an interview with a hot tight button-up shirt in the middle of summer i was dripping sweat from my face and made me feel self-conscious and because i was so uncomfortable i was not able to relax therefore i did not give my best impression and although it seems like minor in the larger scheme of things, the big picture was that my 
entire mindset was constricted. So thinking of not only ways to make decent money was to conform to a cultural norm of professionalism by, you know, of course he says wearing these clothing. Um, by doing this, I had shut down the idea that it was possible to make a decent amount of money dressed as I felt comfortable. And by letting go of past mindset, I opened myself up to new opportunities and was able to free myself from both constrictive clothing and a restrictive mindset, which in the long run had monumental improvements to my health. So I just want to add a little bit of my own insight here. Um, as somebody who works from home, I sit down, I podcast, I do my Zoom, you know, consultations. Um, I will say you only see me from the waist up, from the waist down. I have on sweats and I have on bike shorts and something stretchy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I sit to do podcasting as I podcast right now, I'm actually sitting on an exercise ball. And, um, so throughout the day, I, you know, I wear the loose fitting clothing. I stretch, you know, I'll take a 10 minute break and stretch. I think working from home, especially so many people right now are still working from home, you know, continuing, you know, from that, this COVID situation and, you know, we don't want to be uncomfortable. So working from a, sitting in an office chair all day, it definitely takes a toll. So things that I suggest really are standing as much as you can. And, you know, he doesn't really address the stretching, which is addressed on that, the original text, but I want to talk about stretching, just doing a few stretches here and there, um, stretching out your back, you know, just walking outside and kind of get some movement in is highly, highly recommended. And it's something that helps me as I work from home. Number three, remain open and fluid. Spring is the beginning of things when energy should be kept open and fluid. Summer opens further to an exchange of communication between internal and external energies. And when it's fall, it's important to conserve. Finally, the winter is dominated by the storage of energy. So here he kind of talks about, this is just... Um, this is the text from, you know, the original author. It says, you know, spring is the beginning of things. It's that growth. You know, summer is that fire. It's a fire energy that um, is quick and moving and, you know, it's, it's an exchange between a yin and yang. And in the fall, it's time to conserve. It's, you know, a slower time, a slower pace. And of course, in the winter, that's like the storage of cheer energy. And um, here the author says, as you see, each season carries some energy for us to synergize ourselves with the energy that's extremely beneficial and enable us to preserve our health so we can bring more to the world and connect more clearly with our purpose. So I, I really enjoyed this article. Um, I need to go back and look through my Yellow Emperor's Classic of Medicine. Um, again, it's hard to know where to start in there. There's a lot of good information and it's transliterated to be pretty interesting. So hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and got some health tips in a little bit different format today. But um, I hope you got some insight and I hope you're able to keep your health up. And remember, if you're having health problems, do I would highly suggest consulting a um, Chinese you know, practitioner of Chinese medicine and um, getting acupuncture that un unblocks the chi or energy in your body. Doing Tai Chi is a really good way to unstick your energy and, um, you know, looking into different herbs. But of course, before you do any of that, consult with your doctor to make sure it's not conflicting with anything, um, especially when you start taking herbal medications. Don't, you don't want it to um, interact with your medications you may already be taking. So anyway, you guys have an amazing day and I'll talk to you next week. Music. 
to support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. To learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below. To support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. To learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below.